Hey friends, welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm your host, Angela Donatio, Bible teacher, author, and adventure junkie. Join me each week for compelling conversations with leading voices that encourage us to ground our worth in the word instead of the narrative of the world. Together, we'll discover miracles in life's messy moments and make our lives matter no matter what. Here's this week's episode. Welcome back in the Make Life Matter podcast. The Malone family appeared to have it all. Kevin Malone was a GM, general manager of major league baseball teams, and Marilyn was super mom while Kevin focused on work. Then suddenly life imploded. Sean, their valedictorian son, had a hidden secret that would plunge their family into the depths of despair. Lean in for this powerful story of undeniable grace as we talk about the film, The Sean Miracle, and Kevin's work to aggressively tackle human trafficking here in the United States and abroad. Welcome, Kevin. I'm so honored to have you on the Make Life Matter podcast. Angela, thank you for the opportunity. Blessings to you and your husband, and it's a real pleasure to, to join you today. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Well, I watched the Sean miracle and it was so powerful. It was so moving and I'll put the link uh, for the the film right here in our show notes. You know, you had a very successful career in baseball and you talk about the effect that it had on your family in that film. Can you share for a minute about that? Yes. Well, I was blessed to have a a 17 year career in major league baseball and was uh, fortunate and blessed to run three major league teams and Ended my career with the Los Angeles Dodgers as executive vice president, general manager. And that means basically running all baseball operations. And, you know, Angela, I uh, achieved a lot in early in my life by working hard and being very competitive and beating people in, in different sports and just finding out a way to to win and to to uh, outwork people. So that was kind of my identity as a hard worker and someone uh, that would find a way to beat you in competition. And so, uh, you know, I got married and, and, and was in professional baseball, major league baseball. And uh, I thought that what I needed to do was work hard, outwork everybody because that's how I had success in the past, but I was failing at home. I wasn't a very good husband or father because I was absentee. I was gone. Uh, my priorities were out of line. Uh, so I believe I failed as a husband or father for many years that I didn't, uh, put my wife and my kids ahead of my career, my job. It's okay to work hard and re- really try to be the best you can be and pursue excellence because God is a God of excellence. But when your job or your career is more important than your wife and your kids, that's when things are out of balance. And that's when you need to make some adjustments and be intentional about time spent with, with your wife and your kids uh, because uh, God has blessed us. In, in our marriages with a wife and with kids, and they need us. I thought by providing for them, Angela, by putting food on the table, a nice roof over their heads, and all the things that they wanted, that that's what it was. That's what it meant to be a, a good father, a good husband. But what they really wanted was me, not the things that I could provide. And I didn't really understand that until late in my career. And uh, I realized and learned that in some ways the hard way. So I thank God for the second chance to be the husband that he's called me to be and the father he's called me to be. And that would be my words of encouragement to all the fathers out there is don't let your career, your job be more important than your wife and kids. Your family, it should be the priority. 
Thank you, Kevin, so much for talking about. Uh, I know uh, the situation that you went through with Sean, and I know the the heartache that you felt. You expressed that on the video, but I love the fact that God is a God of second chances and third and fourth and ten yes. and everything else, and just the fact that He can redeem any situation. So, I'd like to talk about the Sean miracle, which is the film, and and your son, your son Sean, started down a dark path even while he was valedictorian of his class. So how did you find out what was going on with him? What was that process like? Well, early on, I think in high school, uh, we recognized that his friends were changing, his focus was changing, his priorities were changing. Uh, He had always been an athlete. So uh, at some point in high school, his freshman, sophomore year, he started running with a different crowd. He wasn't hanging out with his athletic friends, with his academic friends. He was running with the partying crowd, the drinkers, the druggers, the partiers. So we saw a shift in his perspective and in his lifestyle. And we realized that something was going on. And and then my wife was, as, as you mentioned, a super mom, a great mom that makes sure our kids were at church, uh, Sunday school, Bible studies, all the things that they needed to be a part of uh, and to be fellowshipping with other Christian families. But it was, uh, you know, it was just there were signs, red flags that he was in this other lifestyle, but he could control it where he wouldn't do it all the time. And then when he got to college at the University of Southern California, it just magnified uh, kids there with the money, the resources. They had access to, to drugs and to the, all the alcohol, and they partied all the time. So he just fell into that lifestyle. And, uh, you know, it was a challenge because we tried everything to get him on the right path. He knew that we knew the Lord, but he obviously didn't know the Lord. and wasn't interested in things of the Lord. So uh, it was it was tough. I've always been in control of a lot of situations and, and this was something I couldn't control Angela. And I never experienced fear until my son got into this uh, kind of this dark place with uh, the lifestyle he was living with, not only the drinking and drugging, but getting in fights, getting locked up, just doing crazy things. He was chasing after the world and had no interest in things of God until God, uh, God rocked our world and, uh, and, and, and woke us all up, to say the least. Yeah, well, let's talk about what that looked like. What happened on July 2nd, 2013, Kevin? Well, he, Sean had gone out to party with his friends. He had done a study abroad at the University of Melbourne in Australia, international business, had come back uh, to the United States, went out with his friends from USC, and he over overdid it, over-partied. Uh, came home and they never woke up the next day. Uh, we found him having uh, trouble breathing, struggling uh, to, to get air. We called 911, got him to the hospital. They told us there at the emergency room, he probably wasn't gonna make it. All his vitals were shutting down. It looked like he was gonna die. He made it through the night, but three or four days later, the neurologist told us that he uh, had limited brain activity. He was basically brain dead and they, they informed my wife and I and my daughter that uh, we needed to pull the feeding tube, starve him to death, because if he ever came out of his coma, he'd be in a vegetative state and he wouldn't want to live life like that. But I said to the neurologist, no, you guys give us no hope, but we know the God of hope. We know the true God, the God of miracles, the God of mercy and grace. And we're, gonna, we're not going to do that. We're not going to pull his feeding tube. We're not going to starve him to death. We're going to fast. We're going to pray. We're going to get all of our friends to fast and pray, and we're going to seek a miracle 
from God and give our son a second chance and heal him. And 60 days later, Angela, God brought him out of this coma. Uh, he had been to a couple of different hospitals. They kept kicking us out because they couldn't help him. We found a hospital, Craig Hospital in Inglewood, Colorado. Uh, Dr. Alan Weintraub there, a, 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 a traumatic brain uh, a neurologist, uh, said he could help him. And uh, praise God, he did. And he brought Sean back to life. And that's why we made the Sean Miracle movie, Angela, was to tell the world that God is real. God is a God of love. He wants a relationship with us. And we can have that relationship through through following his son, Jesus Christ, by repenting, asking for forgiveness of our sins, putting our faith in Jesus and following him. And then God will, will do life with us. We can have this amazing journey with God. It doesn't mean all of our problems go away. We'll still have trials and tribulations, but God says he'll never leave us nor forsake us. And God was with us through these difficult times. We cried out to God, asking God to deliver our son because he didn't know the Lord. And if he died, Angela, he was going to spend eternity in hell separated from God. So we cried out for a miracle and, and God delivered. And that's why we made the Sean Miracle movie. Uh, and it's spelled S-H-A-W-N. And uh, we just wanted the world to know that God is alive. God is real. God is a God of hope. He is the living hope. And we're just trying to, to get this message out all around the world, especially now in this cancel culture we're living in these dark days, these evil days, these days where people are divided and angry, that there is a God of love and, and, he, lo and he wants to do life with us. So uh, that's what we're trying to get the word out. Well, it's a powerful, powerful story. And I know you call it the Sean Miracle, S-H-A-W-N, Sean Miracle, which is the name of, of your beloved son. But as I was watching it, Kevin, I felt like it was just, it's a miracle for your whole family because yeah. there's a... There's a moment where I don't know if it was you or Francis Chan that talked about just just how distraught you were and the just the brokenhearted cries that were coming out of Sean's hospital room as you were really just beseeching yes. God on his behalf. That was very moving for me, having a 21 year old son. You know, what was maybe what was your darkest moment in those 60 days where where mm. you didn't have your son with you, Kevin? I think the very beginning, Angela, I think, you know, we know that the peace of God surpasses all understanding. So there was a level of peace uh, with us, even in the darkest, direst moments, which was at the very beginning when they told us he was dying in the emergency room. And then as he made it into the ICU that night, you know, we, you know, the next couple of days, we just didn't know we, what was going on. And then they told us basically that he was brain dead and for us to, to starve him to death. I'd say that first from the very beginning when we found him struggling to breathe to the emergency room to a couple of days later when they were t telling us to kill our son, that those were the darkest moments. But even in the midst of that, Angela, it's amazing. We were crying out. We were mourning. We were sad. We were, we were definitely very concerned. But there was just this peace that I really felt like, and my wife and my daughter as well, we needed to do all that we could do, but we just trusted that God was going to do a miracle because as my wife prayed in, and we showed that in the movie, it, she said, God, if, if Sean knows you, bring him home to heaven. But if he doesn't know you, we need a, a full miracle because he needs to come back to earth and he needs to have his cognitive skills and abilities so he can get to know you 
and 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 be a believer in Jesus and God delivered on that. So I think all of that at the very beginning and knowing that if Sean did pass away, that he was going to hell. That's mm -hmm. that's the scariest thing that I think a parent can ever think about is not so much all the things that are going on in his life, but but what's going to happen for eternity, forever and ever and ever. And thinking that he was going to be separated from God forever, that just that just really scared my wife and and daughter and I and our friends and family, all of our all of us. Uh, and that's why we are so grateful to God, because we just want people to know that, you know, Jesus says, apart from me, you can do nothing. And uh, I just don't know how anybody, uh, no matter where they're at in their life, no matter if they're at the top of the mountain or the, the bottom of the valley, how do you do life apart from God, apart mm -hmm. from a relationship with Jesus? Because we live in a dark, evil world where everything that's that seems that the world's telling us is right is wrong. Everything that's up is down. So it's confusing. And we know that Jesus said that the devil's the is the author of is is the author of uh, you know he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus comes you know to give us life and life abundantly. And that the devil is the author of confusion. So we're living in very confusing times. So we need the wisdom and guidance of God, of, of Jesus in our lives to make it through some of these crazy dark days. And I know you agree. So that's the message. And that's why we're doing what we're doing. That's why our family was transparent. We showed our struggles uh, and we and we just wanted to be genuine and real so that people know no matter if you're in church and you know the Lord or if you're not in church and you don't know the Lord, God's there for you. He wants a relationship with you. He is a God of hope, and he is a God that brings healing. He is Jehovah Rapha, the almighty God that heals. So mm. that's the message, I think, Angela. Wow, absolutely. And the, and the miracle of salvation is the greatest miracle. Amen. So we see, we see that arc in the film of not only his miracle healing and his recovery, but the miracle of salvation we get to hear from Sean at the end of the film. And I just wonder if you have a message, Kevin, for maybe someone who's listening and, and they're walking through a very similar dark journey, maybe with their child, a prodigal or a child who's addicted or a, or a spouse or a family member. And, and what helped you to just hold on and believe for the miracle? And what, what encouragement can you give someone who might find themselves in that same situation right now? Well, I would say don't give up and surround yourself with, with people that care about you, that, that can support you and love on you and help you. I think trying to go through something like this alone, or even just a few of you, you need people, one, praying for you. You need people ministering for you, loving on you. And sometimes it's just listening, not even saying anything. Just you need people around you that care for you and, and can help you through difficult times. So you never give up hope because God is the God of hope and our timing is not his timing. He has, there's a lot of things going on that we don't know or understand, but God's at work and it might, their healing might come. It might not come. It might come in a couple of days, it might be a couple of months or a couple of years, but, but God is faithful. God loves us. And, and, and we know the Bible talks about all, uh, you know, all good and perfect things come from him. And so I just think that, that, that you need to one, do all that you can do. If you're in a difficult place or a challenging place or a dark place or 
one of your loved ones is, don't give up. Keep praying and seeking God and crying out to God and do what you can do to help. So surround yourself with people that love you, but reach out for resources. If a loved one has some sort of addiction, either with alcohol or drugs or pornography, find people that maybe can influence your loved one away from those uh, dark things, those things that are pulling him or her down. So I think there's something that we can do as individuals. We do all that we can do, but we pray trusting that, it, that, in the, that the Lord, that oh, there's only, only he can do certain things. So I think that's, that's the message is don't give up hope. God's got a hope. He loves you. He wants the best for you. And uh, that doesn't mean things are always going to turn out the way we want them to, but God will be with us through those times and, and he'll, he'll love on us through those times. We'll get right back to this week's episode. I want to help you make life matter with some free resources at AngelaDenadio.com. You'll also find my books, albums, and ways to connect. While you're there, join my online community and be the first to hear exciting updates. If you long to walk where Jesus walked and are ready for the Bible to come alive in ways you have never experienced before, journey with me and Carol McLeod to Israel in 2022. Get all the details at AngelaDenadio.com. Mm, I love that, Kevin, because I, you know, my husband and I are pastors and we, we've seen throughout the years and other pastors that we know that, you know, addiction is far more prevalent in Christian families and churches than anyone sadly wants to believe. So what has been your experience since telling your story and Sean's recovery and, and the impact of the film? I'm sure families that have gone through addiction have reached out to you. I'd love to hear some of the, the impact, maybe one story of how, you know, this has made a difference. Our, our podcast here is make your life matter and you're making your life matter in so many ways, but how have you seen this impact families going through similar struggles? Well, I, I think one of the biggest things, Angela, that we've seen is when we go to churches and we show the movie and Sean then gives his testimony and I share maybe a, a short little Bible message, we we see people coming down the aisles uh, asking uh, us for 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 help, uh, tell, asking us what 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 can we do or what can they do or how can we help them or just wanting prayer people recommitting their lives to Jesus, people getting saved, coming to know the Lord uh, as their personal savior. Uh, we, we've seen that in churches. We've got it in, in five different languages and uh, we've pumped it into uh, to Iran. We have it dubbed in Farsi. So it went into 8 million homes in Farsi and we don't know how many people watched it there. Uh, but, you know, we, my wife gets a lot of emails and, and, and contacted by people wanting to know, how would you deal with this situation? And we're, we're getting a, a lot of, uh, we, you know, it's, it, it goes in, in ebbs and flows. Sometimes we, we hear from people a lot. Other times it's quiet, uh, but a lot of people asking for prayer. So I think uh, we just make ourselves available. And it's, I think God ministers through the movie and, and, and through when we speak or, or we get on the phone with them or they go on the website. Our website is really uh, a really a special website that ministers to people. And hopefully your listeners will go on the website, seanmiracle.com, and, uh, and be ministered to and, and get hope from the website. 
Absolutely. And I'll put the website in my show notes to seanmiracle.com, S-H-A-W-N. And this podcast is heard, Kevin, in over 130 countries. So I, I just know people could access the internet around the world and they can hear and see Sean's story. It's a very anointed film. It's it's so well done, but it's also very gripping, very moving. It's anybody's story. Um, you know, I've, I've entitled this episode Undeniable Grace, and you mentioned that, and it really is the undeniable grace of God that reaches to any of us, no matter what our situation, no matter what our struggle gives us a second chance. And it's his love that rescues us. So it sounds like you and your son, Sean, speak and travel. Is that kind of what's next for both yes. of you in this journey? Well, that's, you know, we, uh, we've done that quite a bit. And we, again, it's, it's interesting how, how God operates is that sometimes we're really busy and other times it's like a quiet time where I think God just wants us to it's like Martha and Mary. There's times <laughs> when we're called to be a Martha and, mm. you know, do a lot of work and, and, and serve and do different things. And then there's times where I think God just wants us like Mary, just to sit at his feet, to worship him, to seek his presence, to seek him and, and just to enjoy him and, and experience him in a deeper, meaningful way. So, uh, we're just kind of, we just kind of seek the Lord and, and, and wait to see what he's going to do. And we get, we got an, an offer yesterday. I didn't tell Sean yet, uh, to go to a big church in Georgia again in the next m- couple months. So we get, it's, it's, it's interesting how God works. We don't know the timing or, or why we get, uh, asked sometimes a lot and sometimes it's quiet, but, we just seek the Lord and, and we leave all that up to him. I hope even more people know about you and Sean and, and your family and just the message of hope that this is, you know, no one is beyond the reach of God. That is really the message here. And you've gone on now to work in the fight against human trafficking. You are the founder of Protect uh, founder of path people against yeah, protect the path, right? Protect yes. the path. Thank you. Um, protect the path people against trafficking humans and the president and co-founder of the United States Institute against human trafficking. Uh, I'm very passionate about this as well, Kevin. And I am working right now with a, a organization out of Bangkok, Thailand for a global conference in October. So we share the passion to end human and sex trafficking and slavery worldwide. So how did this become a part of your story? Well, as you just mentioned, it's a calling from God because I don't think neither of us would choose mm. to to do this, to fight this because it's so evil, it's so perverse. Men paying to rape children, yeah. uh, to have sex with children, is the most evil, perverted, darkest thing that I'm aware of. So, uh, I was actually uh, God started laying it on my heart when I was attending Cornerstone Church, where Francis Chan uh, was the pastor, and then Francis and I went to Thailand together not bangkok but we went to chiang mai up in the north and we uh we spent time with zoe international has a safe home there along yeah. with the children's hunger fund but while we were at zoe there we were there for about a week we met four five and six year old boys and girls that had been sold as sex slaves and as you know angela when you be careful for what you pray for we prayed god break our heart for what breaks yours mm-hmm. francis and i roomed room together on that trip and it was just like God was laying this on us to to really get in this fight and to 
hear the, his calling that, that he wanted us to do what we could do to protect kids, to rescue kids, to bring restoration to kids that have been trafficked. And he's called me in particular, Angel, to focus on American boys and girls. What people don't know is there's 100 to 200,000 American boys and girls being bought and sold for sex every day. And over 30% of those minors, we call them CSEC, commercially sexually exploited children, 17 and under, over 30% are boys that mm. are being sold. So we have a real issue in America with men that have, uh, that are, are they're, they're, that are involved in this evil. So, but what we do at the United States Institute Against Human Trafficking, uh, we try to spend time in educating uh, congressmen and congress ladies and senators, as well as uh, local politicians uh, at the state and, and, and local level. And we just try to bring people, make people aware, but we also equip. So at the Institute, we have a trafficking free zone where we teach communities how to drive sex trafficking of children out of their communities. We also have an abolitionist movement where we're raising up an army of, uh, of people to fight this, which is just not us. We're, we're teaching and equipping and training people how they can get in the fight, what they can do in their own towns and cities and states to be difference makers in this fight. Uh, we have the only safe uh, boys trafficking safe home that we're aware of in America uh, for, for boys 17 and under that have been sex trafficked. So, and then, mm. well, then we also help other girls safe homes around the country. So that's what we do. But to answer your question, I heard God say to me, not audibly, Angelo, that I gave you your son back. I want you to give other moms and dads their sons and daughters back that are caught up in trafficking. Wow. So it's almost like I rescued your son. I want you to go and rescue other sons and daughters of families that are involved in this trafficking. So, mm. uh, and you know, Angela, when God calls you to do something, it's a good idea to be obedient and do what he's called you to do. It is. And it's God's work. It's hard. It's difficult. It's heavy. We're working with mm-hmm. Zoe. The conference sealed is going to be October 16th. And this episode will air prior to that. So yeah, we share a heart to see this ended and, and to see um, boys, girls of any age set free from this. How can they find out about your work there? Um, Kevin, both protect mm-hmm. the path and the United States Institute Against Human Trafficking. How can they find those resources? Okay. Well, the Protect the Path, I've, uh, I've moved that in underneath the, the United States Institute Against Human Trafficking. So I would suggest is to go to our website. It's USIAHT.org. So it stands for the first letter of United States Institute Against Human Trafficking. So USIAHT.org. And We've really intentionally built this website out. We have trainings on there. We have programs on there for law enforcement, for uh, the medical profession, for first responders, for transportation uh, people. We have, so people can go on our website and take classes and and learn curriculums and programs and sign up to be part of our abolitionist movement. And we we will make sure that you have everything you need that you understand this this issue, this fight, and help you and prepare you to be uh, a, a warrior in this fight. It's U-S-I-A-H-T. And, you know, what? not only are we doing what we do, Angela, but we collaborate. So I, I was on Zoe's uh, initial advisory board. Mm. I, work, I, I work with a lot of different 
ministries that are fighting trafficking around the country. I find that God blesses unity and he blesses us when we help others. So we don't just try to do it all ourselves. We try to find uh, kindred spirits, like-minded folks that love the Lord, that are doing things to bring honor and glory to the Lord, that do things in this fight with excellence. And we try to help them uh, do all that they can do to build capacity to do it as best they can. And God is, uh, God is honored that. And uh, so that's, you know, that's what we've tried to do. And, uh, and we've got a lot of work ahead of us. It's an uphill battle, but we're going to keep fighting the good fight of faith and ask God to bless us with the resources as well as with the spiritual covering and the prayers to, to be effective uh, in this fight. Mm, wow. It's so powerful. I'll put all of that in my show notes, but just one more time for our listeners, the Sean miracle.com. Uh, or dot org sean miracle.com for the um, yes. yes for the movie you're going to want to watch the film it's under 30 minutes but it's so powerful minutes. yeah they can... minutes, yeah it's powerful and it, i just and I... It, it will you know what god does answer i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt no you're fine what god does is he no matter if you're a father a mother a sister uh a friend you will be ministered to through this movie god will speak to you wherever you're at you don't have to be a certain person to get something from the Sean Miracle movie, mm. you'll get something because God will deal with your heart directly, personally, uh, and, and and He will speak to you in a way that only He can do. So uh, that's why it's that's why this movie it 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 it, it, it transfers over across all different lines, and it really is is out there to bring hope to anybody and everybody that's looking for hope. So SeanMiracle.com and then USIAHT.org for yes. the human trafficking organization and find out all, everything about that. And listeners, Kevin is going to pray over us in just a moment. And you can see that he has prayed through some hard, dark situations. God has not only brought him and his family through it on the other side of it, but now uh, Kevin, God is using you and you're making your life matter in so many ways, but especially in leading the fight here to see other boys, especially in the United States and girls rescued and, and their families to have the same kind of miracle that you've experienced. So I'm going to ask you to pray over us in just a moment, but I like to close our time with, with one question. I love to ask all my guests. I love to hear their answers. And other than Jesus, when you get to heaven, Kevin, what person in the Bible has most inspired you to make life matter? Might be well, someone you, you can't, you might be someone you can't meet to. <laughs> well, maybe you can't meet, wait to meet somebody or a question you yes. just can't wait to ask. I'd love to know who that person is. Well, you know, I love the Old Testament. I'm uh, very pro-Israel. I fight the BDS. I fight anti-Semitism. I have mm-hmm. a, a real heart for Israel. So uh, with that being said, I love the Torah. And I love the Old Testament as well as the New Testament. But, you know, I mean, you you, you put me on the spot from Abraham to Joseph to Moses <laughs> to Joshua to uh, to a lot of the to Jeremiah to Isaiah into the Apostle Paul, the mm. Apostle, then to Peter. So uh, if you had to say one, I just I'd probably say Paul. OK, because because, you know, he had everything and mm. he had you know, he had, he had it all. And then, uh, God, uh, humbled him and then he humbled himself and God used him mightily. So if, if I had to pick one, I'd say it's the apostle Paul, uh, because of where he had come from 
the persecution that he brought on 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 Christians uh, when he was on the earth, uh, then just his ability to share the gospel and to tell people about Jesus and to endure the hardships and all the things that he went through. Uh, so that that I guess that would be uh, uh, one out of about twenty mm. uh, that I that I would uh, choose to spend extra special time with. Absolutely. Well, Paul certainly understood the value of undeniable grace, and he (laughs) certainly met a God of second chances. So I'm not surprised, not only by your love for the patriarchs and the Old Testament, I'm an Old Testament lover myself, but yes, definitely the life of Paul and what he demonstrates. So before you pray for us, Kevin, I'm just going to share today's truth that matters. This is this week's truth that matters. It comes from Psalm 18 verses five and six. This is a passage the Lord laid on my heart after I watched the film, The Sean Miracle. The cords of the grave coiled around me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came before him and into his ears. And then verse 16 of that same chapter, Psalm 18, he reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. Thank you, Kevin, for sharing your story with us today. It's so powerful. Thank you for sharing your family. We pray continued blessing and favor over Sean, over your daughter, over Peter, over your wife, over everyone in your family and for your ministry. I just pray for continued open doors. And I would just invite you to pray over us as we end our time together. Well, thank you, Angel. Thank you for sharing that that scripture. It's very powerful. And I clung uh, to all of the scripture during the difficult times mm-hmm. with Sean, but that, that, that particular section of, of, of the word really ministered to me. Mm. Uh, so thank you for sharing that, but I'd, I'll close in prayer and uh, thank you again for the opportunity, Angela, to be on your Absolutely. show. I uh, just, Lord, I humbly come before your throne, Lord, we come boldly because you tell us to come boldly because of our faith and our relationship with Jesus. So we thank you first for pursuing us, for loving us, for sending your son, Jesus, to die on the cross, to rise up from the grave, and to give us victory over sin, over death. So, Lord, we just praise you for loving us that much. Lord, it's hard to really comprehend how much you do love us. And, Lord, we just thank you that we can do life with you through faith in your son, Jesus, that we're on an amazing journey, Lord, that uh, that we couldn't do life without you. We couldn't... Uh, we couldn't handle the, the, the hardships, the trials and tribulations without your love, without your mercy and grace. So thank you, Lord, that your mercies are fresh and new every morning, as your word says. And Lord, I pray for all the listeners out there that if they don't know you, Lord, that they would today, today is the day of salvation, that they would ask you, Father God, ask your son Jesus for forgiveness of sins, repent, turn away from their sins and put their faith in you and follow you as Lord and Savior Jesus. And Lord, I thank you just for this time. I thank you for the listeners that are listening that uh, are following you. And I pray that you would bless them, encourage them. Lord, show them your glory as Moses prayed. Show all of us your glory. Lord, we seek to be in your presence. We seek to to know you. Lord, uh, we seek to just love you deeper 
And I just pray that all of us and everyone listening today would know their identity in Christ, who they are in you, God, who they are because of Jesus, that we are sons and daughters of the King of Kings, of, of the creator of the universe. And Lord, we have victory. Let us walk in victory. Lord, let us put on the full armor of God daily, as it talks about in Ephesians 6, so that we can fight the enemy. We do have an enemy, Lord. We're in spiritual warfare. Help us to be equipped and to be trained and to put on the full armor daily, to be in the word, to be in prayer, to fast, so that, Lord, that we can be guided by you. We seek your wisdom. We ask for wisdom, and we just praise you and thank you. And, Lord, I close by praying for the peace of Jerusalem. We love you, Father God. Thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you for Yeshua. It's in his name we pray. Thanks for joining the conversation. If you've been inspired to make life matter, share a review and subscribe at cpnshows.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Connect with me at angeladenadio.com, Facebook at Angela Donatio VOV, and Instagram at Angela Donatio. Until next week, let's make life matter.